you are listening to the Gourmet Pens Club podcast. This is a collective of creators and callings that bring us together. Here are your hosts, Aziza and Candice. Hi, I'm Aziza, aka Gourmet Pens. I'm a huge fan of creating with my fountain pens and miscellany of tools, and I love sharing my love and passion for this hobby with you. My collection is all about fun materials, special pieces, and serious nibbage. Hi, I'm Candace, aka Inks and Anchors. I have a love for tangling, lettering, purple and turquoise, and some really special sailor pens, which inspire the anchors in my name. My collection now includes a range of magnificent makers, exquisite materials, and architect nibs. Let's Let's hang hang out. I really wanted to elaborate more on where we have come from, Candace, because I mean, on Instagram, we are pretty active. We're pretty social on Instagram. We chat a lot with friends. But the podcasting world, I feel, is a little different. And I don't know. I just want to know more about you. Where where did you come from? Where do you go? <laughs> uh, yeah. So why don't you share a little with us? I mean, I don't even know your full origin story. I just know where you came from when we first met. Yes. So, yeah. Talk to me. I will let you know where I came from. <laughs> um, actually, I mean, I'm not going to let you know where I came from. This is an origin story about our pen and pen journey. And um, I actually grew up with fountain pens. Um, and actually, I guess I will tell you where I came from because I was born in Jamaica. So being in a Commonwealth country, I feel that um, fountain pens are really the norm with a lot of uh school age kids. And while we didn't have it in school, it was quite popular to have fountain pens. So I started with my Schaefer cartridge pen. And I had one of those um, as a kid. I liked them. But, you know, my parents didn't really have fountain pens. And I just kind of liked writing with it. But that was really it. On fast forward a few years, I got a fountain pen as a gift when I um, started working at my job. And which was really nice. It was a Waterman preface, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that a is that a Waterman? Yeah. I never really knew the, the 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 brand of it, but it was a Waterman pen, and it was a fine nib, which I tend to prefer, at least back then. Really, really liked fine nibs, yeah. and um, and so I started using that at at work and enjoyed it. But that was basically the extent of it. And then I just um, you know thought, where can I buy inks? And so as you start looking into more inks. And I started looking at, you know, found Goulet pens and found a lot of Brian's videos. And then fast forward, um, I love going to pen stores. So we did have at the time in Toronto a few um, really nice pen stores. Um, One of them was um, State and Sleuthman, I think is the name of the the pen store. And I used to go there at lunchtime and look at all, which is a dangerous thing to do, look at all the fountain pens and really enjoy them. And I did buy a couple of really nice ones, but I wasn't really into the hobby. It was just nice fountain pens. I liked writing with them. And then I actually stopped bringing them to work because I was concerned that people would steal them. And that does happen quite a bit. And so in the end, I started looking at more cheaper so-called Chinese brands and they were fine but then I didn't enjoy writing them with with them as much and so in the end I switched the ballpoint or rollerballs believe it or not Ugh. can you believe it I had all these nice fountain pens at home not all these nice I, at the time it was maybe four or so like a, I had a delta you know the orange and black one four like a reasonable amount oh, yes. in some people's world sane a sane amount oh, yes. of fountain pens my waterman you know the delta 
in any event, I, I stopped using them and I just started using the cheaper ones, did not enjoy writing with them, and then just kind of stepped away from fountain pens completely. Fast forward to 2000 and when did the white tortoise come out? Probably mm, 20... 2011? No. I think I feel it was 15 or 16, something like it that. It was re-released. Okay, so the second yeah. time. So the original had the black finial with the... I believe it had a double chick logo. And then the re-release had the gold right. brushed finial with the single chick. No, I'm talking about the the white striped one with the rhodium trim and the, not the white tortoise. So did I say white tortoise? Yes. I did not mean white tortoise. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it is the, the white souverain. Souverain. I don't even know how you pronounce that. <laughs> oh, Candace, I love you. <laughs> um, the With the see-through barrel, the one that some The people, white transparent? Yes, that's it. Thank you. Um, Both T's, close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when was it? It was later. Yeah. 2015, 2016. Yeah. I feel like it was around there. Yeah. So that pen, when I saw a picture of that pen, I actually really, really liked it. And that kind of got me intrigued with you know, more expensive fountain pens. And so I started going on Goulet's blog again and kind of looking at, you know, information. And anyway, fast forward, I just was really started to, at that point in 2015, 16, really started to subscribe to all these mailing lists and newsletters. And, you know, that's how it starts, right? Yep. Danger lists. And as I was looking and surfing the net, I discovered custom pens. And it was your blog that I saw. Oh. It was your green yes. pen covers. Yep. And was that your first custom that pen? That was my first custom pen, yeah. Um, and um, I was looking for people to try and... That started it for me. To figure out how can I get my hands on one of these custom pens. At yeah. that time, not a lot of people were doing them. Correct. Right? Correct. It was pretty unusual. And I remember I was shocked that he was local to me. Right relatively local because at the time I was living in Texas and he was in Winnipeg but I did travel back and forth but yeah right. so you found me I found you oh and in doing so I found Instagram I also found something called architect nibs because as I was googling people I found Janine Scribbles on Instagram and uh, at that time she was really into architect nibs and started that started my journey because really it was Instagram was really the birth of my hobby as it tends to be for a lot of people, I think, in the fountain pen world. And and I think that that's really it. And then we discovered each other. You discovered me when I showed up like a little lost child. <laughs> it was so cute. At a pen meet. And, you know, at the beginning, we say that this is really like a um, fountain pen meet. We really want to be able to welcome listeners, if they, especially if they don't have a chance to be in a local pen club. Yes. Because... That is really where I discovered my tribe. I really did. And yeah. so um, I actually don't like meeting a lot of new people. And yeah. I get nervous in those kinds of situations. Well, it's intimidating, especially you showed up by yourself. I was by myself. That's right. But I forced myself. I literally forced myself. And I thought, I, I just, I really want to do this because I think it would be so much fun to actually talk to people about fountain pens. Yeah. Because didn't really know anybody at yeah. all that was really into it. So oh, I yeah, that. I showed up February twenty. 20- Okay, I don't remember that much. 18 or 17, <laughs> 18, something like that. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Probably, I was, it was definitely 18. February or March, yeah. February, I think, but it was the year is probably 2018. And yeah, that's that when sounds it started. About right. 
Yeah, because I showed up with Steven. So it's always less intimidating when you go with someone else, especially when you go with someone else who is popular because they have to take like the pressure is on them, not so much me. I just get to be a little lump in a shadow. And then you came and we met and it was so cute. (laughs) Oh, that was good times. And then it's everything since then has basically been wild history. Yes. So Aziza, tell me, what is your origin story? My origin story. Let's see. Um, I guess I should start with why I went with the name Gourmet Pens because it is relevant. So Gourmet Pens is not really food related except for the deliciousness of pens because when I was younger, I used to go to Walmart and Shoppers Drug Mart and just always go to the stationery aisle. And I remember I would be excited when they had like a new paper mate with grip. And I was like, oh, wow, a ballpoint with grip. And I would buy a pack of them. <laughs> and when I was in university, I would do the same thing. I would have like my special pens and I would have the garbage pens that were blobby. And I would even have a little piece of paper that I would call the blob spot to blob the ink on it. That's not part of my origin story, but I feel like you guys would understand that. And I I discovered jet pens one day because my dad was looking for a fountain pen. And I I think like most people, when you discover fountain pens, it's not a gradual thing. You just go crazy and go all in, which is what happened. And I blame my father because he is also like this. Like he just goes all in. So at about that time when I was purchasing from jet pens and he was buying things and then I would, you know, oh, hey, dad, can I borrow this pen from you and never give it back? <laughs> oh, something's uh, never changed, I see. <laughs> that has not changed. I do that to friends all the time. I'm so sorry. I love you. And the gourmet pens came about because I saw that in New York, there was a national stationery event. And one of the only ways to attend was as a uh, like a vendor or as a media person. And I was like, well, hey, if I have a blog, does that count as media? And so I started a blog literally because I wanted to attend this event. Ironically, I've never been to it like 12 years later. But the gourmet pens came about from jet pens because all of these gel pens and these fountain pens that were so special and unusual from what you find in your average department store, I was like, these are so gourmet. And then just bam, gourmet pens came together. I'm not really sure I would call myself gourmet pens again if I were to redo it, but maybe. And I I try to stick to that because it's it kind of is what guides me. Gourmet items, gourmet things to explore, gourmet inks when you taste them. (laughs) And I highly recommend do not ever, ever taste your ink. Don't put ink in your mouth, even if it's tasty. So that's mine was very gradual. And it came from my dad having pens and just my general curiosity was stationary. And I always used to write and journal when I was younger. It's just nonsense. But it has just been this journey for me. And so that's kind of led me to a new chapter of my fountain pen life, which is getting out there, building up my own pen friendships, which is what, you know, I'm I'm doing here and trying to share those pen friend fuzzies with all of our listeners. Hi, listeners, (laughs) because that's really important. So my journey is, I think, very relevant to why we wanted to start this podcast, right? And what else can I say about my journey? 
that's pretty much it, isn't it? Like I'm here now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I find that that interest, I find that very interesting because I think anyone who likes fountain pens, I think maybe when they were younger, they tend to like all kinds of stationery yes. to begin with. I mean, even if you're not exposed to fountain pens, yeah. I think everyone can, you know, appreciate the the fantastic gel pen or the beautiful yeah. like writing experience. And, Erasable frictions. Oh, I know. That's so exciting. I remember, um, yeah, having good pens and not so good pens. And to this day, of course, I think we all... Blobby I think pens. for the most part have have that kind of uh, special pens and then sort of everyday pens. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I find that very interesting. I did not know that about you. Yeah. But speaking of fountain pen fuzzies. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is exciting. In our first episode, uh, we talked about the DC pen show yes. and the fact that there were a couple of pen shows came, coming up that we were not fortunate enough to visit, like the Orlando Pen Show, um, for instance. But you were on your way to the Commonwealth Pen Show. Yeah. And that, so this year was the first time that it was two days. So they've extended it. And I remember walking into the ballroom and I looked around and I thought, just, just because I had just attended DC, I thought to myself, this is a smaller show. I can totally make it through this entire show in terms of getting to chat with everyone, getting to see all the tables, doing some uh, footage that I can share with everyone online. (laughs) Yeah, well, that didn't really work because what ended up happening was I spent more time at a few tables and with a few friends, but it turned out to be, of course, really nice. And I definitely have the pen sh- pen friend and pen show fuzzies it was it was really nice to have the smaller show it felt especially after dc because i was really really wiped after dc it felt a little less overwhelming for me and i got to spend time chatting with vendors i got to hang out with friends some more i actually got a chance to take some more pictures which is kind of funny because when I go to pen shows, I always want to take pictures with people and I just, it just never happens. I just never get around to it. So I'm always relying on someone else to take pictures. So this time I, I did get to capture some memories. So overall, it was really nice to hang out with everyone. And I have to just highlight that I spent a lot of time trying out pencil leads. That was the first table that I hit. It was the auto point tables with John and he has this really nice layout and I just really wanted to touch all the pencils and he let me and he shared all of the details of the different leads. And so I ended up with a pencil and Candice, I fear that I have just started another problem. Yeah, another (laughs) problem for myself. So after we record, we're going to have to play with that pencil. But yeah, it was... It was much more chill, I think. So is the size of the Commonwealth show, compare that to the Scriptus, which is the Toronto Pen Show. And that is our next pen show coming up. Good question. So Scriptus is crammed into one day. I think it's like six hours. So it feels a lot more overwhelming. Whereas now that the Commonwealth was two days, it was a better dispersion i guess of the crowds and i would love to see scriptus go two days just for this very reason yeah. be a what little the size less of the room in comparison to um it was bigger the room was bigger really yeah so scriptus is really quite squeezed into the toronto reference library in one of the ball uh, uh, meeting rooms conference i don't remember what it's called yeah. yeah one of the conference rooms 
and uh, it's a big yeah. conference room. It's a big, yeah. it's a yeah. big room, and and there are it's well done in terms of the organizing of the tables. But I mean, since we're here, we might as well talk about Scriptus, right? Yeah. Well, the Scriptus show it's it's amazing because it's actually free, which is I think unusual for a pen show because the um, most pen shows, in fact, I think all the pen shows charge an admission, whether it's a yeah. small, uh, usually it's a small um, amount, a nominal amount. Um, the Toronto Pen Show is not. Yeah, um, it is free. You're right. Yeah, it's free. So uh, to attend. To attend. Yes. yes. Yeah. To, to obviously have a table, you have to. It's very cool tables. because the location is also quite unusual in that it is, you know, downtown at the Toronto Reference Library. So it's really that crowds who are just at the library or just walking around can come in and look. And I, I really like that. I think it's a really nice way to attract non-pen people or people who don't realize they're pen people just yet. <laughs> so that is very cool. Candace, when is Scriptus? It is Sunday, October the 30th um, at the, as you mentioned, the Toronto Reference Library, which is at Young and Bloor in Toronto. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, it's always nice to have a local pen show. Yes. Um, and of course, we haven't had one for the last two years because of COVID. So um, yes. I think especially this one will be very well attended. Um, I mean, we will be there. So it's going to be extra cool. Yes. And actually, poor Candice, I will have you working at my table. Yes, <laughs> I will be doing that. I will be happy to do that. Mostly. Mostly. You, you say that until you're hungry and tired and standing on your feet for hours. But uh, in terms of vendors... I mean, I'm just going to toot my own horn. The Gourmet Pen Shop will be there and we will have pens, papers, inks and uh, an exclusive pen. That That's all I'm saying because I don't have it in hand yet, but oh. it's going to be launched at Scriptus. That's very exciting. It is very exciting. And, you know, there's the goodness of Wonder Pens and Laywines and I believe Esterbrook is coming out and Fidon Pens. I think Take Note will be there this year, but there's also a whole bunch of um, like restorers, um, like 15 pens will be there, uh, Toronto Pen Company, so Nimmeisters. It's there's a raffle. To be honest, it's a really darn good show. So if you can attend, I highly recommend you do come out. We will put deets in the show notes. I think what's missing is an exorbitant selection of pencils. <laughs> And I'm just excited because I have a pencil. Okay. So about your pencil, do you want to tell me a little bit more? I saw the pictures. I haven't seen it in real life, but it's yellow. It is yellow. And, and I noticed it matched oh. the yellow rollerball that you purchased that oh weekend goodness, as well. Oh my goodness, Candice, so. you are a genius. So <laughs> yes, you are right. I didn't even realize that, but yellow appeals to me very much. And your watch band. And my watch band and my phone case. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. I'm very excited. So the pencil is an auto point lead system and the lead that I selected is the quote unquote wet noodle lead. So it's basically a soft like a 5B, 6B and it's it's a joke because it's not a flexible lead. Just in case anybody is thinking they can get a flexi lead. It's not an actual wet noodle, but it does shade really nicely. It's on the soft side, so you could do like the full calligraphy and the shading really well. And I also picked up some denim and some of the red 
And I think I got the yellow, but I'm very excited about the colors. And I feel like I should have gotten three more. So one for each of the colored LEDs. Yes. That's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> yes, of course. Thank you. Of course. That makes me feel better. I think I think everyone just, you know, transposing that to the pen world, everyone should have one pen for every ink that they want or have in their collection. Oh, Candace, right? you're so, so same good. Thing. You're same so thing good. with pencil heads. Thank you. Thank you. And I mean, certainly, oh, this makes me think of, okay, and also very relevant. This makes me think of Conid. And the reason for that is because you could have one pen that can hold multiple different nibs, not at the same time, right. but you really only need like one pen. And I have... This is not me breaking this news, but I have breaking news. The, bre- the breaking news was broken on Instagram by Dries at the Pencil Case blog. And I want to read his post because I'm excited about this. Based on your face, I'm guessing you are not as excited as I am. But let me tell you. The breaking news is that Conid Pen is back. After a long wait, Conid has regrouped and restructured and will be back to selling their beloved bulk filler fountain pens. It's going to be that Penworld in Belgium will be the business partner and official storefront to handle the retail side so that Conid is not making the pens and dealing with right. the retail because they were uh, they were struggling to do that to keep up, I think. And so what would happen is you would order your pen and you'd be waiting a couple months in some cases. I think some people waited like eight months, possibly a year to get the pens. And for me, I really love these pens. And Candice, how do you feel about these pens? <laughs> I do not understand the uh, the the cult following, basically. I think it's I think that's accurate, right? The cult following that Conan has. And I mean it's How are we friends? <laughs> <laughs> well Yeah, it's it's and and thus because of the unattainability of these pens over the past couple of years, I guess partly due to COVID, but I, I think partly due to the demand, um, people could sell their used Conids for such a incredibly inflated price, in my opinion, very inflated price, and they were getting it. I mean, well over a thousand US, sometimes 1500 US. I don't even know what the prices are normally. That is but, accurate. Yeah. Yeah, you are you are correct. So what, what is it that you love about these pens? Okay, the, okay. Let me let me take an excited breath here. Okay. There are multiple pen sizes to choose from. There are flat tops and round tops. They made special editions that were way out of my price range, but I like to look at. And that's not even the exciting thing. The best part is they are impeccably well made. And I'm I'm a hardcore user. I really not mistreat my pens, but I really use them. I ink them. I keep them inked. I re-ink them. I swap nibs. I refill and draw and splatter. So for me, it's a really versatile tool, especially with the fact that you can get different collars for your nibs. So like the flexible nib factory collars, and you can put your platinum or your Montblanc or uh, sailor nibs. There are just so many nibbage options that if you are looking to have different writing experiences, but you only want to have one or two pens, you just need a few conids. Okay, okay. I have to stop you right there. I mean, who in the world wants to just have one or two pens? 
Thank you for speaking sense. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I um, don't know what I'm thinking. Um, okay, I mean, I I get the fact that you can you can swap in various nibs. Um, absolutely, that's wonderful. I, I I understand as well. The bulk filler filling system is quite ingenious. I mean, I personally, as you know, I am not a piston vacuum filler bulk filler large capacity filler kind of girl because I change inks all the time. So you're and a serial ink changer. I'm a serial ink changer. Um, sometimes a sailor cartridge is too, uh, converter is too big. Candace, that's like a baby converter. I know, it's hang a baby. On, hang like, on, you're a serial inker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Feel free to just remove me permanently. Um, but anyway, that's why I tend not to like piston fillers or anything because because um, anything you know that has the large capacity like the bulk filler because I will change inks all the time and I need something very easy to clean very very um, um, simple to clean and I get around that whole nibbage issue because my Bach and Yovo pens custom pens that I have I have lots of different nibs to 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 swap in and out, right? So some of you may or may not know this, but you can actually put a 21K Sailor nib or a Platinum 3776 nib into a Yovo collar with a Yovo feed. Is it Yovo or Jovo? I feel like that should be our next Babel That bomb. should be a Babel bomb. That should be a Babel bomb. Anyway, um, you can just put it in without any special collar from Flexible Nib Factory. They do have them. My understanding is they do have them. But you can actually just swap it into a regular um, Yovo collar. And there you go. In your custom pen, you can have a fabulous Zoom Sailor 21 karat nib. Wait, I need to argue with you here. Not argue. Well, I need no, to... I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. I'm, not, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. She's Go ahead. making more points. No, it, what you're saying is totally valid and it's totally applicable for the way you use your pens. Because yes. especially with your art, you tend to do um, like a couple pages of tangling and artwork with that ink. And you give us an assessment on Instagram of how it performs and how it looks and you give us a, an overview of how it looks like as a water uh, sorry a color wash and with a fine nib and a flex nib and the way i use my pens is i i need a big ink capacity because i am um don't do this it's not a good idea i mix my inks <laughs> and i'm i need that capacity because i'm slinging ink on the page i'm using it for blending so for me a cartridge is useless, That's even, fair. even a converter. So completely fair. the Conid has this really large ink capacity, but also I can keep refilling the pen over and over and then shut off the one-way valve so that it's not going to leak in transport, especially after you have thrown like the feed at the page and getting ink all over the paper. You shut off that little valve, you dry off your feed, and it's not going to leak into the cap. So it really depends on what you're using your pens for. I completely see that point. It, I really do. It depends. <laughs> Take out the D and it's depend. No, anyway. Uh, so both of us are right. But but it is painful that they were going for, indeed, a thousand plus. I, I think the most recent one I saw on eBay was a regular, which is not their 
highest end model or the biggest model and it went for i think 1500 us it's it's steep and i realized there is a demand for them and i'm personally looking forward to them returning because i would absolutely are you getting another one if i can get my hands on one i will get one because right now i have a minimalistica uh, two actually one was purchased used from a friend so it's very special to me and one was also purchased from another friend so it's also special to me and one was stolen from a friend just temporarily until i get my own (laughs) (laughs) so let's not talk about that too much let's in fact let's just gloss over that because i don't want to dwell on it but maybe we should you know put photos of your conids in the we can absolutely put photos of my conids yeah because i have to admit it is uh, you know it it is a nice looking pen the sloshing candace the sloshing i I totally i totally get that clear barrels the ink sloshing it's just like you said you need to have the amount of pens for all of your inks and i have probably like 10 or 15 inks that are my favorites and though i need like 15 clear pens which is why i have like 20 opus 88s I get that. Yeah. Opus 88s are fabulous pens. They I, are. Even though they are, um, they have the Japanese filling system and the large ink capacity, I do use my Opus 88s for par- Pilot Parallel nibs, and, which of course you need tons of ink for ink capacity for that. Yes, so, yes. Um, and I do like the shutoff valve. So it's really like the more attainable Conid. I guess, right yeah, absolutely. Gosh, Candice, if only I had my own Opus 88 made just for the shop with a really cute ink splat on top of the finial. Yes. Oh, wait, she did. I think you do. I think you do. (laughs) She did. Okay, that was not. That was not not planned. That was not planned at all. And that was also not very cool. But I think, you know, you brought up Jovo and Yovo. What is it? Let's face it. The fountain pen community is full of terms that are difficult to pronounce if you've never heard them before. And in this segment, we pick a term or a name and ask our willing friends and family to try to pronounce it. Okay, can you take a look at this word and read it out and tell me what you think it's how it's pronounced? All right, I think it's owo. And I think it's just a silent J. Just like Jose, you know? Um, yeah, I think it might be Korean is the, where it's from. <laughs> you think it's, if that's your, so you think it's Korean and it's pronounced, how do you pronounce it? Oh, whoa. Okay. Why do you think it's Korean? I just watched a, a Korean drama and her, the character's name was Woo Yu Woo. So I don't know, the oh, whoa just kind of reminds me of it. Okay. So you think it's. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. I do think it's oh, whoa. No. Oh, whoa. Okay. Okay, so it's German, right? Right. And the J, so in the Netherlands, as we learned from our last Babel Bomb, the J is yo. So remember, Joost Joost. is Joost. But in Germany, is it Jovo or is it Jovo? Or is it Yo-wo or Jo-wo? Or Jo-yo, wo Hello. Aziza asked me to pronounce some German things, so here we are. Yovo. And Yovo, I've been saying it right. Candace, have you been saying it I right? I have been. Oh, did wait. I did not say Yovo? I you did. I, did. I think so. But and then, then I always second guess. Jovo, yeah, Jovo, like, Yovo. And it's just that I just want to be fair in trying my best to get the language or the word 
according to the language of its origins, right? So I, I just we're just trying. Yes. We're just trying. And um, if people want to submit a word for Babble Bomb or you want to Babble Bomb us and give us your hilarious pronunciation, <laughs> you can contact us through email at gourmetpensclub at gmail.com. Just saying. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay, now Candace. I think we have rambled sufficiently and you have new pens and we have new inks that we want to play with. So I think we should look at your pens. And I, I, I'm on like, what is this, my third coffee? I don't know. So we're going to wrap it up now and then... Uh, yeah, let's just touch your pens. We'll touch your pen. We'll fondle my pens. Yeah, and maybe, pen. maybe next time we'll talk about some new acquisi acquisitions. I think that'd be really good because yeah. we've got some stuff. You have some stuff. I am... I am looking at it right now, and that black robin pen is just peeking out at me, and it's like, hello, take me home. I did. <laughs> take I you did. home? I don't think so. I, I mean, I did have it in my possession, yes, and I did. brought it for you. Okay, Candice, so please tell us where we can find you on the socials. I am at Inks and Anchors on Instagram. Okay. I and am. That's, it. <laughs> that's That's totally reasonable. I am Gourmet Pens, Gourmet Pen Shop, and... I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and websites. And you can email if you have questions or lovely constructive criticism or topic suggestions. Or if you just want to say, hi, this is amazing. Or hi, this is terrible. So we are gourmetpensclub at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, it's... I'm sorry, this what did you say? This pen is the bomb. I, I, I can't Describe I can't it over in it. delicious it, glory, just, please. First of all, you know, cheese, right? The polishing on this baby is just... On this baby? Uh, is amazing. It is yes, baby. it's a baby. It, no, I'm... It's yes. Baby. It's my it baby. Is. This is a... I've oh. waited... I, Can you describe it I to us? I birthed this pen. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like I Hang birthed on. it because you I... A, put, you have an actual child. I, I just, put my... <laughs> I put my name on this list for over a year, right? Has because, it been that long? Yeah. Okay, why it, why is it so long? Well,